0: Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award-winning influencer marketing company for fashion, home and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in a digital age. And of course, all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sena Udmark, and in this week's episode, I talk to Jonny Kroneld, head of unit marketing and events at the Swedish Childhood Cancer Fund. With many years of marketing experience working at global consumer brands, Johnny gives his view on what he thinks is critical for brands in times like these. We also talk about what they do as a nonprofit organization to stand out from the crowd. Big welcome to the podcast, Johnny. We're so happy to have you in the studio with us today.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure.
0: So before we jump into today's exciting topic, could you just give a brief background of who you are and what you're working with?
1: I am head of the unit that's called marketing campaigns and events at the Childhood Cancer Fund, the Swedish Childhood Cancer Fund. And it's actually a hybrid of a team that works with all marketing, media investments, um, events and innovation in terms of marketing and communication. So it's it's a big team that's really creative, really innovative and works with really finding what's new in terms of uh, marketing and communication. So it's really exciting, especially during these times.
0: Exactly. That's something we will dig a bit deeper into in today's episode as well. Yep. So some time ago, we had Professor Erik Mudig in the studio to talk about what brands should do in times of crisis. And this was more from a research point of view. But I know you have many, many years of experience on global consumer companies like Coca-Cola and Hewlett-Packard. So based on your practical experience from Previous turbulent times, what is your best advice from the inside to other marketers regarding what brands to do and perhaps not do when it comes to marketing strategies?
1: I would say um, in in every recession, marketing communication teams usually find themselves in a very not so charted water, so to speak, because no situation is exactly alike. And um, now we're facing another major disruption here in this time in term of a global recession. So what's important is the need for brands, I would say, and and organizations to understand the always changing consumption patterns um, and also be able to and open to adapt their strategies and the targets um, and activations accordingly. Um, So I think during recessions, consumers are likely to reduce their spending. Next, you see the sales are kind of starting to drop. You see that Business are typically to cut costs and postpone investments, but I would say that it's a very big mistake uh, in terms of cutting costs. Uh, You need to really look at your budget as an opportunity uh, to spend for recovery. I mean, the recessions don't really last forever if you look at it historically. So cutting marketing will just be a short-term result um, and put your brand at a disadvantage. Um, So I think you need to be more open to the positive times likely around the corner and spend in terms of that, that focus. I think some brands actually um, need to step up their media investments in a recession, because uh, if you monitor and analyze the landscape, basically media landscape, you will also see the the consumer behavior and, and notice that market changes creates opportunity for growth in in certain categories and we saw that in the pandemic back in 2020 2021 um so that's something to consider
0: definitely that's an important point and i think that most of us agree that marketing shouldn't be paused during difficult times yet many brands still do this so from the inside as as a cmo why do you think there is such a disconnect between our words and our actions
1: well, uh, I think sometimes budget cuts, <laughs> to begin with, are necessary as well. That's the hard fact. Uh, but you need to make sure that you're cutting the right costs at the right places, platforms, channels, and really maximize the effectiveness of your investment, um, so that you can also minimize the the negative impact on your ROI or whatever targets you might have. Um, but I think I think first of all, crisis affects everything at a fundamental level so it's likely to be very different from the ones you're familiar with so it creates a lot of stir and uncertainty uh, and it challenges you to keep your cool so to speak <laughs> so i think you kind of it's easy to get a bit yeah. scared and and not see the complex the complexity of the structures um, and then it's easy to just take an easy decision to cut costs and it usually also comes from top management in the organization as well you know that might not always understand the market and the needs for the brand so yeah
0: exactly do you have any real life examples of companies that you think have done well or not as good in past crisis, maybe something from your own own career. I know you mentioned how your company, um, how you turned last crisis, the pandemic, to your advantage.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think several examples come to mind. Um, Mainly the industries that rely on personal interaction. Of course, travel took a hard hit during the pandemic. That was for sure. Uh, Hotels, food services, I mean, air travel, and the non-food retail. Uh, But I think... I think also that we noted that NGOs actually started cutting, cost, cutting costs and, and postponing events and investments as well, to my surprise, to be honest. Because in times of a crisis, nonprofit organizations often answer problems that commercial enterprises and, and the government, to be honest, can't solve as quickly. Um, so they can call to action and create a big impact. And that's how we work from our NGOs and from the Swedish Childhood Cancer Fund, um, we see the opportunities here um, to make a difference. Um, And I think in general, we do differ in that sense, but that might be another question to discuss.
0: (laughs) I'm really curious to hear more about it because you are the 1st nonprofit organization that we have here in the podcast. So how would you say that your marketing strategy differs from that of an ordinary organization? Is there, for example, something in particular that you think other companies can learn from what you're doing?
1: Mm. Um, I think the business strategy that we focus on is a very long-term financing model um, that is less vulnerable, I would say, to the market fluctuations. Uh, It's very focused on the stable growth over time. And we're talking about a three-year plan. We're talking about a five-year plan here to focus on the market pace and taking market shares as well. Um, Marketing is, I would say, as important for nonprofits as for businesses. Uh, But the target audience is, especially for my team, focused on potential donors. And the challenge is to convince your audience, so to speak, to make um, a difference and donate money when you don't really have necessarily tangible, um, um, you know, Tangible uh, returns on that. Uh, so what we really need to focus here on is uh, defining the business that we're broad enough to open up for reach and really reach down the core concerns to the core concerns of the customers and the consumers, the donors in our in our situation. So it's really about focusing on being broad. We don't benchmark with only other NGOs, for example. Um, we have a creative hub that consists of an innovative brand situation where we look at organizations and brands all over the world, what we can learn and what inspires and offers solutions, uh, who keeps the customers at the center. That's really important. But then, of course, also innovation is a really big part of what we do. We always want to be first in terms of embracing new technology, new products, even if our organization is profitable and comfortable, so to speak, in good times. Uh, we also listen to our innovators. We're very focused on to listen to our people in the organization, and most important, we we make innovation a component in our culture and everyday work. So it it sounds like easy opportunities here, uh, so but it's really all about working really hard at this, you know, focusing on innovation, the innovators, the team, and culture, and that's going to open up and help us reach our goals and also develop the organization. Um,
0: Exciting. Many nonprofit organizations stand for something important, something we care about and something that evokes emotions, especially when children are in the picture. So in terms of marketing, what do you do to stand out from the crowd as a nonprofit organization?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I have a lot of answers for you there. But I think in general, what we do is um, we need to be very smart in how we work with a limited budget, both in terms of the media strategy, the platform channels and, and creative expression. Um, so we need to really have the audiences, our, our consumer groups in and the effect in focus. What we do is that we, we work a lot. And for an NGO, I think this isn't always the, the road to, to follow. But I think for us it is. And working with marketing mix modeling. Um we measure the channel platforms and campaign level, as well as, of course, the business knowledge uh, and add this into what you could call a holistic marketing model. So we can really measure the media effect based on both media and non-media factors. So, But I think what's really the key success factors is the fact that we're really focused on being authentic and with a purpose, and brands need this. They need to have a value system that supports the company's overall vision and the statement that you have um, and follow that, um, which makes it easier for the consumers to understand what the company wants and and follow that as well as for the teams internally to have a clear understanding of the direction. Um, Not to mention the fact that this opens up for a really good storytelling. People always love a good story. So you can focus on how your brand can speak in a way that's aligned with the core values and also the products. So, But there's a lot more to talk about here. I mean, we could talk about the media attention, of course, as well, which is a big challenge and an opportunity uh, and the tech side of it. But I think this is kind of the the core.
0: Yeah, I love what you're doing in your marketing. So there are many good examples that we could talk more about, but Mm. we only have 15 minutes in the studio today. (laughs) So finally, we're going to focus on on the last question um, that I think is really interesting as well. So if we look into the future, we know that history shows economic crisis often lead to transformational changes. For example, when it comes to how we consume media during the pandemic, we turned even more to social platforms, for example, and this has remained the same since then. So looking into the future, what do you think will happen regarding how consumer brands need to build their media mix Over the next couple of years, as you say, we need to stay relevant. What shall we do?
1: Wow. Um, I think there's, first of all, there are a lot of opportunity in this. What can we call it? I think two things come to mind. It's the privacy first world that we're facing and a very quick market shift that we're seeing. A lot of things are happening and changing the world and situation And we, as I mentioned before, we need to be really smart with how we work with sometimes a limited budget, but the long-term approach, even in a crisis, needs to be set, even though we see that there can be a difference. So what's the plan for one year, for three years, for five years? Um, The media attention, again, for any brand and organization is so important, and the media controls a lot of that, um, which comes with a lot of responsibility, but again, I think core in this will be brands that focus on the purpose and also not just focus on the business, but also want to change the world and want to do it in a good way. They want to have clear advantages in a very busy media landscape. And that comes with purpose and also good storytelling. The creative expression has to break through all of this buzz that's uh, that's out there. Um, And also something that we've learned is that simple messaging is key with a twist, of course, that sticks in the consumer's minds. It has to be something that's simple. What does your brand stand for? And what does that mean? In a very simple way, it's the elevator pitch, if you want it to be. It's a seven-second rule, basically. Um, and also, I think <laughs> let's let's move into tech and, and, and just discuss the cookies, the substitute for cookies. Yeah. I think they talked about this at an event I was at for about two weeks ago. And I think the winners will be those who are really good. And this is hard uh, at enabling their own first party data uh, or find alternatives uh, to the first party data and can really, you know, break that code, so to speak. I think that's going to be a really important part of it.
0: Definitely. And finally, if we look at the channel mix, which channels do you think we will see more of in the near coming years?
1: Mm. Uh, I think it's it's a very interesting very interesting question overall. Um I think that the solution that maybe all or definitely all, I would say, all marketers would have to look into is to optimize the media mix um and invest in channels, platforms that are performing well. I talked about the marketing mix moduling before. Really understand you can do this in different ways but understand what different platforms and activations channels and um, you know ambassadors influencers create a difference and add that into the mix and also understand how they perform together to be able to to uh, fixate this or or kind of dif- differentiate different types of of activations you really need to do your homework and analyze your numbers and there you can find the right mix which ensures maximized reach, uh, efficiency, whatever your targets are, basically. Um, and I think here also be very clear on on the fact that, well, especially when it comes to very alive, so to speak, channels, we're talking influencers and so on, it can create a really big difference. But you also need to be aware that this is a very different media landscape. It's, it's part of the media, and you need to kind of look at it as a very... A live media channel that can be an enormous um, opportunity, and also see how that you know correlates and works with your brand. So you need to really make make it work together. They have to be be very alike, so to speak, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely, it needs to be integrated in everything you do. You can't just treat it as a silo activity, as a company has done a couple of years ago. You need to have a holistic view.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Thank you so much, Johnny, for this discussion. It was really interesting to get inside your head and hear your
1: insights. And thank you.
0: If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influence marketing, and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media.